And welcome to a, another edition of Sanctified Reason. Sanctified Reason is a podcast where Dan Dozell and myself, Sonny, them set the crossroads of faith and pop culture and talk about the issues that come by. And one of the big issues that go on in this world is that of kind of like the supernatural, I guess, things of the supernatural. You've got people that are into, now it's becoming Halloween season, so a lot of people are into this kind of Halloween-themed events, whether it be they're into uh, scary haunted houses or movies or just the concept of the Halloween season. Others might watch or get involved with um, the supernatural, like the paranormal. You know, maybe they watch uh, paranormal-type movies or maybe they're into that all year round. And so there's a lot of things of the supernatural that tend to spike at this time of year. But one of those that tends to be year-round that gets a little bit more focused at this time of year is that of, like, astrology, the zodiacs. I know like you've got mercury and retrograde and you have all this other terminology that people refer to that we've heard either through social media or talking with people. And maybe, you know, or don't know what that means. I don't know what mercury in retrograde means, but apparently it's a bad thing. We all go nuts. But Dan, so I thought that, you know, we could uh, bounce off that topic uh, you know, replacing astrology with theology that generates a supernatural contentment. And to start, I thought maybe we could just give a little bit of an example of what my astrology, I guess my horoscope, I guess they call it, for today is. So let me get uh, some some theme going here. Okay, so this is for today, my astrology. Or my horoscope. Okay, it's a big day for making connections. Well, I've been in my basement since 8 o'clock, so not really sure that is applicable. But anyways, so it's a big day for making connections and using your voice. Guess the podcast, using my voice. So that's come true. Hey, what do you know? Uh, Dearest Aquarius, as the Sagittarius moon aligns with the nodes of fate... Allow your natural curiosity and stellar intellect, well, I am pretty smart, to guide your conversations, steering toward new friendships and professional alliances. Just to uh, be sure, or just be sure to connect with your body while navigating these vibes, staying grounded in the present through all five senses. Uh, Give yourself a rest as evening settles in and the moon enters Capricorn and connects with Saturn. Uh, reinstating the need for downtime and social boundaries. Watch for intuitive messages as the day comes to a close and communicative mercury crosses the sun. So apparently that is my horoscope for today. Uh, I'm not really sure what all that means, but apparently I'm going to use my voice, which comes true because we're actually doing this podcast using my voice. Right. Um, I do plan on having some downtime tonight. Uh, maybe watching some football. Um, but as I look at this, one of the first things that comes to mind, which happens with psychics too, when people tell me they go to psychics, I'm always kind of skeptical because here's the thing. Whenever you read these type of things or you go to a psychic or whatever it is that you do, you're looking for that self-fulfillment. Like, okay, the psychic said this or my horoscope says this. And now you seek the fulfillment of what they planted mm-hmm. in your psyche. And so then you're looking for, okay, maybe at the grocery store. So now I'm going to make, make new alliances with professionals or I need, you know, social boundaries. So now I'm going to self fulfill whatever these things are telling me in order to make these things come true. And I think one, that's kind of the skeptical part of it. But then two, it also becomes a dangerous part of it because we can start making decisions based off some of the stuff that we hear that then becomes damaging to us or you know removes us from what we're really supposed to be doing but anyways um zodiacs astrology that type of stuff let's jump off there and um talk about that and just get kind of your opening thoughts as we start this uh podcast episode yeah you bet son yeah thank you for tackling this um you know this very relevant topic uh you know as you say son there are millions of Americans who, who read their horoscope. And I believe the reason that so many people do that is because man wants to find something greater than himself to believe in, to offer him hope. Uh, you know, it's, it's almost humorous, you know, even like the one you read there, 
uh, and I'm, I'm guessing many of them are that way. You know, they're so generic. It's kind of like, well, you will meet someone today and have an important conversation. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have a good talk there. Or, or you will find something today that, that you enjoy doing or, or, you know, things that are so generic. It reminds me of those fake, uh, those, those fake faith healers, not to say that there haven't been people in history who've had the, the gift to pray for people and, and see miraculous healing. But, but, you know, in, in, in our generation, in our lifetime, there've been, you know, those fake healers and they'll stand up on stage. And, and, uh, I mean, there've been, there've been the, uh, you know, the, the ones who've had like the, uh, the little earphone, uh, or the little earbud and then somebody in the back finding out somebody's illness and, Oh, there's somebody here with a, you know, with an ulcer or something, uh, or, or they'll stand up there and say, well, you know, somebody here today has a headache. Who, who is it? Who are you that I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, so there, there are plenty of scams in there and, and, you know, astrology, um, and the horoscope is, is, it, it, I, I think in many ways, son, it, it's, it's like a lottery ticket that, that people buy. They, they feel like it gives them some hope for the future. Um, unfortunately, um, it, it, it doesn't produce what, what people are looking for. And I find it very interesting that, you know, Satan from the very beginning of time, um, has had, has had his hand in counterfeit. You know, whatever God does, he has to try to counterfeit it to, to, to get people to go away from what God, uh, has designed. I mean, so, so what was the first thing, um, you know, God did in terms of human beings? Uh, well, he, he created Adam and Eve. Uh, and, and so ever since that time, Satan has been offering a counterfeit to man, uh, by offering him uh, you know, sex outside of marriage by offering him, uh, you know, homosexuality, uh, by, 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 by offering him, um, you know, even, even, even something as, as, um, extreme as, well, you, you can change your gender, uh, you know, supposedly they say, which, which we know you, you can't do, but Satan is about counterfeit. So when it comes to, uh, astrology, that too is something that, uh, that, that Satan, you know, really uh, instigated. I mean, we go all the way back to the book of, of Deuteronomy, son, and, and the Lord tells his people, when you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices his son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination, which is, you know, trying to foretell the future. That's basically what astrology does. Who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord, and because of these detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. The nations you will dispossess, listen to those who practice sorcery or divination, but as for you, the Lord your God has not permitted you to do so. So so way back when God was um, was leading his people uh, toward the promised land, um, we, we, we see this, uh, you know, this command. I mean, for example, in Leviticus 19.26, um, it says, do not practice divination or sorcery. Um, so why wouldn't God want his people practicing that? Because it's a false god, essentially. Because it's, it's a place to put your trust, your hope, your confidence that is not in God. Uh, you know, if somebody today walks around with a rabbit's foot in their pocket and they rely on that for quote unquote good luck, that's like a little mini God to them. Um, if somebody relies on their horoscope, uh, and, and looks to that to give them confidence, hope, and a bright future, then that's a, that's a false God that, that, that the Lord wants his people to renounce and reject and turn away from. Be, be, because it, it boils down to uh, the Lord being a jealous God. Um, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Meaning, um, just like husbands and wives are, are, are jealous, meaning they want the sole devotion of their spouse. Uh, they, they don't want their spouse to have two or three or four, um, you know, different people that they're seeing. There's one person that you are with for life, and that's, uh, you know, that's your, your husband or your wife. So, uh, in that sense, a, a husband, a wife, um, is to be jealous, uh, meaning, um, really zealous for it being just one, uh, one to one, not, not 
uh, multiple uh, interests. And, and so God is the same way with his people. Um, he, he wants, he wants us to be fully devoted to him, trusting in him. And, and, and what, and what a, the horoscope does is, is it starts to chip away at that because, um, if, if a person, well, first of all, it's addictive. Okay. It's, it's addictive. You know, it, it's one thing, son, if, if somebody goes in and has, uh, you know, lunch at a, a Chinese buffet and they crack open their fortune cookie and they read, you know, the little fortune in there and, you know, they don't think, they don't think twice about it. And, and it doesn't, it doesn't even come to their mind the rest of the day, most likely. But it's another thing when you are placing your confidence in something like your horoscope, um, because that would essentially fall into the category of, of divination. And the other thing we have to realize too, Son, is that when a person is being given a message, whether from a psychic, uh, whether from their horoscope, um, you know, from anybody who's dabbling with the occult, um, you know, the, the, the demons uh, have the ability and the power uh, many times to make things come about that would that would lead a person further away from uh, the one true God and, and further into, uh, you know, the occult. So, um, you know, the devil is very crafty, but, but, but God just says, stay away from it. Um, now, what, what am I saying, son? Am I saying that if a Christian, you know, has read their horoscope or been reading it or somehow, you know, the demon possessed or something? No, not, not anywhere close to that. But, but what I'm saying is it's not something that God wants us doing because it does fall into that category of divination. Um, there's, there's no point to do it. Now, you know, so I say, well, you know, I'm a Christian and I just do it for fun. Well, you know what? Um, I would say there are people who have pulled out a Ouija board and you know, especially now at Thanksgiving time and, and they have pulled it out for fun. Um, but they got a lot more than they bargained for. Um, and, and, and so this is why it's never wise to dabble with anything connected to what we just read about, whether it be sorcery, uh, divination, uh, witchcraft, you know, all of these things fall into the realm of darkness. And, and so for anyone listening to this sign and wondering, well, you know, hey, I, I know what my sign is and, and I, I read my horoscope, I would simply say this. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, um, there is a far, far better way to go about it. And, and not only that, not only is it far better to trust in the Lord, it, it, it's, it's actually something that God doesn't want you relying upon. I mean, it's not like reading the sports page, okay, or, or let's say the cartoons, you know, in the paper, the comics. Um, it's not like, you know, checking out the weather report, okay? When, when you go to your horoscope, what, 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 Ultimately, what the devil wants you to do is, is to become addicted to that and to relying upon that and, and, and to placing confidence in what it says uh, for your day, your week, your month, your future. And, and you may not think that you're getting addicted to it, but, but I would say this. Um, try going a month. How about just a week? You know, I would say anybody who, let, let's say they, they do it every day or whatever, several times a week. Try going a week and then push that to two weeks. And see if you're free from it, you know, because the Bible says a man is a slave to whatever has mastered him. And if you feel that tug every day to go back to it, it, it it's kind of like the person who has become addicted to gambling. OK, um, you know, the, 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 they're not that person who maybe has uh, been on a trip and they stop in at a casino and and um, and and really, you know, they they, uh, they 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 throw a few coins into a slot machine and then, you know, they they don't revisit the casino, you know, for a long time to come. I mean, there, there are other people who become addicted to gambling or to sports betting or whatever. And it's like every day um, they're obsessed. They're being driven to bet more money. Okay. So that is, that's an addiction. Um, that is something that will, will not help a person's life. Um, and likewise being addicted to your horoscope. So um, the Bible warns against it. Uh, the Bible says, don't do it. Um, it, it is something, like I said, millions of Americans read their horoscope, but really any follower of Jesus Christ, you know, if a person has time signed to read their horoscope, then they have that time to read the Bible and let God speak to them uh, about their future to give, to give contentment because there is no spiritual contentment from the Lord that will ever come from your horoscope because it's a counterfeit. Okay. Uh, the Bible refers to Jesus as the bright morning star. He is the one who created all of, all of 
the 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 scars. You know, there, there's an estimated song, two hundred uh, million billion scars. I mean, you know, and and just to tell you, you know, here's how many that is. Astronomers tell us that the number of scars in the universe uh, are uh, ten thousand scars um, for every one grain of sand in the world. Okay, so. Uh, and who, who created all that? Jesus created it. The bright morning star, Colossians 1 tells us he created everything. Um, so I'm, I'm simply saying that as much fun as a person might feel like they've had kind of checking out their horoscope, you know, getting a kick out of it or whatever, I would say drop the horoscope, um, open the Bible up during that time, look to the one who created the stars. Because, because if you're seriously wanting to, to get some information about your future, go to the Bible. You know, and, and there'll be things God's not going to tell you as far as the specifics, but, but more importantly, he's going to tell you that he, he's, he's got your back. Uh, he, he's going to answer your prayers according to his will. He, he, he's going he's to do amazing things for you. Um, but, but if you're wasting your time dabbling with, with, with divination, um, that, that's not anything that a child of God has any business messing around with. And like I say, if somebody's listening to this and say, oh boy, you know, uh, I, I've been uh, I've been checking out my horoscope, you know. Am I messed up now? I just say, hey, I would say, just just change that habit, um, and and you'll get you'll get contentment um, from the Bible that you will never get from your horoscope. Um, it, it might give you a little bit of a buzz. It might give you a little bit of a jolt, kind of like for some people buying that lottery ticket. You know, buying ten lottery tickets or buying you know ten lottery tickets every day. You know, whatever the case might be. Once you start to get hooked. You know, a man is a slave to whatever has mastered him. So um, get hooked on the Word of God. Get hooked on Scripture. Get hooked on prayer. Um, and you'll notice the supernatural peace of God that flows um, as compared to the counterfeit approach. And Satan's always about the counterfeits. Astrology is definitely, son, a counterfeit approach uh, to what God wants to give us. You know, Dan, one of the... Um more common things, like I mentioned earlier, was mercury in retrograde. And just for an example, for those that might not know what it refers to, things usually go bad. So, for example, things typically um, that you might have scheduled don't um, or planned, you know, fall through. Like, for example, here it says your airline ticket was never valid for travel. The oh-so-important meeting you cannot miss is rescheduled at the last minute. Your credit card disappears into the dark recesses of your local ATM. That sounds like Christmas time to me. Um, but anyways, communication, technology, travel can be particularly chaotic. Um, so, again, when you take things, I mean, like I, I jokingly reference Christmas time, you know, the holidays. I mean, that's a time of chaotic time for a lot of people because their focus is on something else. Their focus is on the Christmas of this world, buying presents and having to travel and see people, which we get. Um, but you're not focused on, you know, the birth of Jesus, which is the, the main purpose for Christmas. And it's almost like the same thing here when you're, when you're relying on Mercury retrograde as your, you know, thing that you're focused on, it's almost like you're looking for things to go wrong. You're looking for, oh, that's why my meeting got rescheduled because Mercury was in retrograde. Well, not because maybe the person got sick or something, but then they probably blame that on retrograde. So again, when you're focused on some of these things, what you're really doing is you're just finding an excuse to check that into the column of Mercury's in retrograde, things are going bad, but you're not really focused on them the rest of the time because you're not focused on the negative. I guess one could even say, if you want to take it out of the theological perspective, it's your mindset. You know, your mindset during these times are being forced to focus on the negative when the rest of the time you're probably focused on the positive, and that also has uh, a negative effect on just who you are in general. And then you put the theology into it, you put the focus on Jesus or not on Jesus, and that takes it to another level because now, no matter what happens, it doesn't matter because we know Jesus is in control because our faith is in him. And we don't have to worry about some of these other things going wrong as a result of a planet appearing to move backwards because we know that Jesus is in control and we don't have to worry about some of these things. Yeah, you know, Son, that, that, that's so true. And, you know, one of the other things, too, that we observe with scams like this, and I would put astrology into the realm of a scam, in the same way that I would put some of these health and wealth preachers, you know, definitely in that category of a scam, um, what they do is they prey on uh, a, a person's desire 
to have something great happen to them, but rather than having uh, them pray about it um, and, and let the and ask the Lord to work it out according to his will, um, what they trick people into doing is to sending money to them because, of course, you know, they've got the, the uh, multi-million dollar jet that they have to pay for the fuel uh, and their mansion and their bank account. Um, and uh, I think I saw, I saw one, uh, one report that said, you know, Kenneth Copeland, who's a big proponent of that, that his net worth is $750 million. So how many people, if he had sent in $20, because he's told them, you know, God's going to bless you if you do that. And you can even get particular prayers answered if you, if you send me a little bit of your money. And, and it's just a scam, you know. To, uh, to, so you have to look at um, what's behind this thing and, and what's behind astrology. Um, what, what's behind all the false hope, the false promises? Um, who would have ever invented a system like that that would, that would lead a person uh, away from trusting the Lord and instead trusting the stars, okay? Well, um, Satan, uh, you know, uh, Lucifer has a lot to gain by leading people in that direction because he wants to turn people away from the Lord. Now, we, we see this play out, Son, in, in a variety of ways. Uh, you know, in our culture, of course, um, you know, it's been, um, it's been very popular uh, for people to read someone like Harry Potter, okay? And, and, and you had some Christians who, you know, thought, well, you know, we, we, we shouldn't read that if we're Christians. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I never took that um, approach on it because I think if, if, if you know, with, with parental uh, instruction and everything, um, you know, uh, I mean, I never read it. I don't think our kids ever read it, but I mean, I, I, I don't have a problem if somebody would want to read it. But, but here's my point, okay? Um, the, the issue with reading books about magic and sorcery um, is, is that there are people, and more and more today, son, that, that it starts to become a way of life. It's, it's not just an escape where, you know, they're reading a book and then they're getting back to the real world. Um, they, they start to absorb it into their, uh, into their worldview and they start to dabble, some of them, uh, in things like magic and witchcraft. And there has been a huge uptick in, uh, in, in witchcraft uh, in, in our nation and in other places. And, you know, sometimes it, it, it starts by you dabbling with it a little bit. So a person might start out with the horoscope, um, and, and then they start reading that every day, and then they start going deeper into you know, divination and, and, and sorcery and maybe even witchcraft. So it, you really just have to see where is this going to lead me? Um, and there's no question that there are a lot of things son, that are like a gateway to something else. I mean, you know, pe people will talk about um, maybe like a, a gateway drug, you know, maybe like marijuana, for example. Well, for some people, I'm, I'm sure it is. Not everybody. It's not a gateway drug for everybody any more than Harry Potter is a gateway for everybody to get into the occult, okay, or into witchcraft. But, but for some people, it is. For some people, it is the gateway because they get a little bit of a taste, and there's something about their makeup where they, they get so energized by that. that, that, that and it's really power. Um, you know, in, in the case of the drug, it, it's probably just uh, being energized by the feeling, by the high. Okay, now you want you want to chase that and get something that will make you feel at least as good or even better. Okay, so you you throw caution to the wind, and maybe marijuana becomes your gateway drug to uh, to harder drugs. Um, and and for some people, um, you know what what happens then with uh, you know reading books about magic and so forth is then they start to dabble with it. And I'll tell you, son, there are all sorts of books these days. And even in bookstores and things, you know, they talk about casting spells on people or casting spells to get rich or, 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 or to get a, a boyfriend or girlfriend or to get this or get that. It's not, that is very, uh, a very dangerous activity because now you're in the realm. You're really in the devil's playground. Um, the devil loves for people to cast spells and to assume that somehow they have the power, you know, they are the almighty sorcerer. And, and when in fact what's happening is that it is the, the demons who are manipulating things, wanting you to think 
that, um, that, that you're the one causing it and you're this great person. Um, and uh, when, when in fact, um, it, it's not you at all that's doing it. it it's the demons that you have um, opened up your life to. And, and it very much reminds me, son, uh, of what was going on in, um, in the book of Acts in the, uh, in the eighth chapter. Uh, it says, now for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great, and all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, this man is the divine power known as the great power. I mean, so, so he, was, he was doing this on because it made him uh, appear to be so great which is exactly what the devil wanted when he rebelled in heaven. You know, he didn't want God to get the focus anymore. He wanted it to be on him. He wanted to be the great power. Well, we see where that got him. Uh, you know, he was, he was cast out of heaven. But anyway, going back here to Simon now, the sorcerer, it, it says of the people, they followed him because he'd amazed them for a long time with his magic. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. So, so Philip was not operating in magic. He was operating in the gospel, which is on a much higher level. Magic is down here in the realm of darkness. The gospel is way up here in the realm of light and supernatural power from heaven and salvation. And that's where the good news of the gospel is. And so Philip was preaching that. Um, and what's interesting then in verse 13, it says, Simon himself believed and was baptized. And he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. Now, now what's interesting here, though, and I won't read the whole thing, but um, even though Simon here got baptized, even though he believed, okay, he still had this, um, this hunger to want to have uh, signs and wonders, okay? Um, there, there's a movement today among, um, you know, in, in some Christian circles where, um, they just obsess over signs and wonders. They want signs and wonders. They, 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 that becomes their, what drives them. Um, and rather than being um, energized by what Jesus did on the cross and the empty tomb and reaching the lost with the gospel and discipling the saved, they, they go off on a tangent. Um, they, 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 they try to get signs and wonders, and they open themselves up to demonic deception because they, they take their eyes off the ball there. But, um, but Simon here, even after he got relieved and was baptized, um, he saw, okay, he saw um, Peter and John laying hands on people and, 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 and the Holy Spirit coming on them. And it says, when Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Um, not, not a good idea, Simon. Um, Peter answered, may your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive you for uh, having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon answered, pray to the Lord for me so that nothing you have said may happen to me. Um, now, what's interesting here, son, is that here you had this sorcerer who apparently had come out of sorcery and been saved, okay, but he, he had not renounced it um, to the point, um, he had not learned, um, he was not grounded in, in, in the truth. He was still um, chasing after fame and glory. I mean, what does that say about him? That, that he, wants to, um, he wants to give money to the apostles so he can now go out and, and basically do in the Christian realm what, uh, what he was trying to do in the secular realm. Um, son, it would be no different. Well, you know, let's put it this way. Maybe that's an overstretch. It would be similar, let's say, to someone today who their driving ambition, son, is, is to be a professional touring musician. And, and they're doing that in the secular realm, and they don't really have any, um, you know, let, let's say, you know, much uh, uh, of, a, of a focus on faith or anything with the Lord. But that's not really working for them. And so they say, well, I'm going to try to carve a niche out in the Christian realm. And so they go there because they think they can make some money there and get some fame there. Uh, and please, I'm, I, I don't want anybody to hear me, hear, hear me saying it because I'm not saying that, wow, you know, um, that that's where a lot of these Christian singers, what they're doing. I, I believe a lot of them 
have, have genuine, uh, humble hearts before the Lord. They've been called into the ministry that they're doing. I'm just using that as an example that there could be people, and I think there have been people, who they've, they've seen the Christian circle to be a place where they can kind of get their little um, 15 seconds of fame. And wherever that happens, whether it be Simon the Sorcerer, who now wants to be a miracle worker for Jesus, just, you know, hey, I'll give you some money, guys. Let me do this. And, and, uh, and Peter and John called him out and said, hey, you know, you're full of bitterness, man. Um, you better repent. I mean, that's not what this is about. Uh, we didn't call ourselves into this ministry. God called us. Um, we didn't choose to be apostles. God called us, not because of we're anything or because we're worthy or anything like that. It was God's choice. So, so don't come at us thinking you're going to buy something that the Lord decides who, who he's going to call. So, so I, I just say all that to say that, um, you know, uh, there are times when people get um, caught up in wanting to have something spectacular and if they would only sit down, read the Bible and pray and realize that there's nothing anywhere near as spectacular as what, as what God did when he sent his only son to suffer and die on the cross for sinners like us so that we could be forgiven and have an eternal home in heaven. And, and, and the minute you think that anything else can even begin to compare with, with, with that spectacular plan of salvation, then you're not at the place where God wants you to be in your thinking, and you're going to be prone to getting picked off and, and caught up in chasing after something in the world, whether it be, you know, astrology, uh, whether it be magic, um, whether it be fame, you know, uh, you know, I just want to be a famous singer. I want to be a famous. Hey, how about this one? How about wanting to make Jesus famous uh, among your family members and friends? And, other, you know, now there's a noble goal. Okay, if you want to make Jesus famous, um, then you're going to be a lot closer to where God wants you to be in terms of your, your you know, what you're doing on, on, on earth. But, but it's very, very natural, son, for people to want that glory for themselves, just the way Lucifer did. Um, but but I, I think we do need to ask ourselves, anytime we're pursuing anything in ministry or with the Lord or just spiritually, you know, am I doing this for God's glory uh, or am I doing this uh, for myself? Am I doing this to make a name for the Lord among uh, the people I'm, I'm trying to reach, or am I doing this to make a name for myself? Um, and, and and if it's not for the Lord, um, then um, we need to we need to pull back from it. And and if we're trusting in something um, other than other than God and His Word, if we're trusting in our horoscope, then we need to pull back from it. You know, forget astrology, and uh, you know, trust in the One who created the stars. Dan, I'm not sure if you've heard of this before, but, you know, it talks about in different verses about the heavens declaring the glory of the Lord. Uh, Lift up your eyes to the heavens who created all things, referring to obviously you had like the star of Bethlehem, for example, that uh, brought the wise men from the east. There was a there is a, a spiritual analogy, I guess you could say, to some of the zodiac signs like Virgo, for example, would represent the Virgin Mary. You have a Libra, which I guess would represent the scales of justice, how we are weighed on those scales, kind of like the, I guess, the riding on the wall and how we need to have the scales balanced in our lives. Um, it talks about, you know, Scorpio, the scorpion, I think, representing uh, the devil um, and all these different things. You know, Pisces is the fish and we are, you know, fishers of men. Uh, Aries is the ram, which is the um, the sacrifice. Uh, I think uh, Taurus is the bull representing, you know, Satan that eventually gets, uh, you know, uh, defeated by Leo the lion. And then you have like Orion's belt um, and all these different kind of zodiac signs or the constellations, I guess, is really what they are. The constellations that then have been interpreted as uh, biblical entities. What do you think of that? Well, I, I tell you, Son, um, I, I think, again, I think what, what we have here is, is, is we have, um, for a lot of people, a, a counterfeit approach um, to, to really the, the, the biblical approach. You know, you, you mentioned the verse, um, you know, the heavens declare the glory of God. You know, verses such as that, well, what they're saying is, they're saying, 
that the, the, the majestic universe, and my goodness, Son, do we ever see more and more of that with the Hubble telescope and now the even uh, updated uh, NASA telescope uh, that is even you know more powerful than the Hubble telescope. You know, if anybody wants to see how the heavens declare the glory of God, go just go on to uh, go onto the internet, Google uh, NASA telescope or Hubble telescope. Um, in fact, I was looking here recently, son. They had a a link to uh, what they what they call the top 100 images uh, that that the Hubble telescope has uh, been able to uh, show us. Um, so, I, I believe in the Bible. Um, he talks in that way about the heavens declaring the glory of God. It's simply saying that, that you can look to the heavens and even before we had these powerful telescopes and you could see, you know, the stars and, 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 and the night sky, um, that points to our creator that declares his glory, his power, his might. Okay. Um, now anybody son who is reading something into scripture uh, or assuming that it's saying, well, you know, look to a particular, um, uh, a particular star. L- l- look to something particular. Now, no, granted, okay. Um, we we know that when Jesus was born, um, look at how God's plan uh, I- involved, um, you know, the star in the east uh, that was going to help, um, you know lead and bring about uh, God's, uh, God's plan there and those that he wanted to come and visit, um, to visit Jesus. I mean, so, you know, there are a few examples like that where the Lord uses his, uh, his universe, um, where God has miraculous things happen in the heavens, but, but, but it, it's never done so that someone will begin to place their confidence or their faith in, um, in, in, in stars or in some, uh, astrological system or something like this, you know, the, the only system in the Bible is a theological system, uh, that simply put, uh, is, is it, it's all pointing to God. It's not pointing to what he created, um, which is what Satan wanted the focus to become. He wanted the focus to become on himself, uh, as a created being. I mean, think about that. Who in their right mind would ever trade the creator for anything that has been created? And yet, what we read in scripture, son, is, is, is that many have done that. Uh, many have, uh, have, have exchanged, uh, the, the, the truth of God for a lie. And, uh, you know, that, that's no clearer, uh, in its presentation than in, in the first chapter of Romans where it says this about uh, the heavens and about uh, these, these false ideas. It says in Romans one eighteen, the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. So there you have it. I mean, they've got the creator that they could be worshiping son, but instead that they start worshiping these images made to look like man and birds and animals and reptiles. So if anything was going to show a person how dark and corrupt man's heart is, it would be this, that that, that man um, is, as it says here then in this text, uh, how they exchange the truth of God for a lie and worship and serve created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. That right there, son, uh, has been, really the cardinal sin uh, of man uh, since the beginning, worshiping created things rather than the creator. Um, and, and for some people, that's worship the stars. You know, I mean, there have been people uh, over the centuries, they, they've, they've worshiped the sun or they've worshiped the moon, okay? Uh, or they've worshiped, uh, you know, animals. Uh, they've worshiped cows or they've worshiped bugs or they've worshiped, you know, trees. They've worshiped nature. I mean, think about all of the counterfeit gods 
that various religious groups and and uh, teachings have, have led people to do. And, and you would think, well, nobody in their right mind would do that. Well, maybe not in their right mind, but, but in their natural sinful state, which we all are in, you know, apart from the Lord rescuing us and, and giving us, uh, you know, insight into the truth. Um, it's, it's incredible what man will fall for, what he'll begin to worship. Uh, so I, I think to answer your question, you know, any, any examples like that that might be pointing to something in the sky, um, you know, whether it be Orion's belt or whatever it might be, um, it's never intended to get us to put our trust in that, but only intended to show us that the one who created that has all power and we're going to stand before him on judgment day. And he sent his only son to die for our sins. And if we'll accept the payment that Jesus made for us on the cross, we'll be forgiven and we'll be ready to go. Um, and, 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 and if we were to go today, we'll be ready because, um, our faith is in Christ. So it all comes down to that. That's where everything funnels down to. That's where everything in history is funneling down to. Um, and the cross is the spectacular event, the cross and the empty tomb. Um, this is the spectacular event, um, in, in the history of the world, in all of time, in all of eternity. It's what Jesus did on the cross, rising from the dead on the third day, guaranteeing eternal life to all who will receive him by faith. And anything else, son, that a person puts in place of that is definitely a counterfeit, a danger to your soul. Um, and there'll be many people, son, who will go to hell rather than to heaven because they went for the counterfeit rather than the real thing, rather than placing their trust in Jesus. You know, Dan, a lot of uh, conversation that people have you know, deal with the concept of faith. And we look at the definition of faith, it talks about the complete trust and confidence in someone or something. And when you sit there and you look at whatever it is that you want to put your faith in, can you really have complete trust and confidence in it? What would trust be? Well, it's the firm belief in the reliability, the truth, the ability, and the strength of someone or something. And then you have confidence, which is basically to rely on. So if you're going to rely on something that you can have a firm belief in, that that entity, let's call it for right now, is reliable, is truth and truthful, has the ability and the strength to do whatever it is that you are having your faith in, if you can add all that up and then end up with a complete trust and confidence in that entity, you would have to then often look on the other side and be like, okay, where are the fallibilities? Okay, just for example, if I may, I know it's been a number of years, but Pluto. Pluto, I think at one part I was looking up and was a part of the, um, maybe it still is, but astrology, right? And we talk about the planets. It's all planets and the sun and the moon and everything means everything. But Pluto at one time was a planet. Now it's not a planet. Okay, it was class declassified as a, as a planet, I guess. So when you look at some of these things, you start to see the infallibility of the creation that we have. You know, things aren't going to be as confident or as truth, reliable. You start putting some of these words in there, and you start to see that there's some areas that some of these things that we put our, quote, faith in are really fallible and problematic and not 100% either truthful or whatever you want to call it. It doesn't have the ability to stand up to scrutiny 100% of the time, etc. So when you look at Jesus and you look at the Bible, time and time again, it has been scrutinized, and every single time it has withstood that scrutiny. There's no fallibility in it. It is infallible. The truth is always there. Um, the ability to stand up to that truth is always there. I saw this video uh, on social media. It was a guy, I guess he went to Europe, and I guess he bought a, du- a bunch of different Bibles, different different versions, and there were different ages. Like one went back, I think, to 1700s, and one was like in the 1800s, and you had like the King James Version, and you had, I think, the NIV Version. You know, so you had like these various verses, or I mean various um, Bibles from different time periods, and different versions of the Bible. And you just pull that John 3.16 because it was a common verse that everybody knew. 
And every single verse that he read from every uh, you know, um, version of the Bible, from all the years, going way back a couple hundred years, basically John 3.16 said the exact same thing. Now, there might have been a, a word tweak, like, you know, instead of, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It might have said only, you know, love son or something. There might have been like some sort of change in verbiage. But the context of it going way back to a couple hundred years ago and all these different Bibles and all these different versions was the exact same thing. And it hasn't been changed over the years. And even when people change the version from King James to NIV to maybe English Standard to whatever over the years, it's always constant. And I don't know if you've ever played the telephone game, but when you play the telephone game, you can get five people involved and the first person says something. By the time the fifth person says something, it's completely different. So that's what I'm talking about. You know, it's just kind of a simple version of, you know, standing the test of time. And so if you really want to put your faith and your complete trust in something, if you want to put your complete trust and confidence in someone, the Bible and Jesus would be a great place to start. Yeah, it reminds me of Psalm of Hebrews 13, 8. Uh, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So, you know, Pluto... Uh, is not the same yesterday, today, and forever. The things of this earth are not the same yesterday, today, and forever. But Jesus is. Uh, he has never changed. He is the eternal God. Uh, he he existed long before uh, he was born in Bethlehem uh, and took on a human flesh. Uh, as the eternal God, he has always existed along with the Father and the Holy Spirit, three persons in one God. They are eternally existent. And um, no beginning, no end. Uh, he is the creator of everything. As, as it says in Colossians, before him all things were created, uh, things in heaven and things on earth. Uh, and, and all of this was created by the Lord who does not change. So it just boggles the mind that anyone would, would stoop so low as to put their confidence in something man-made. Or, or even to put their, some, uh, their confidence in something that God made. Uh, when you can put your confidence in the creator himself. So he is the one who is forever praised. Um, he is the one who is light years ahead of, of astrology. There would be no astrology if God had not made the stars. The, the, the 200 million uh, billion, or maybe it's 200 billion trillion. I forget. I mean, son, it, it is such a big number. We can't even, you know, we can hardly even say it. It's so big. Uh, but what we can say is that astronomers estimate, like I said before, that there are 10,000 stars for every single grain of sand all over the earth. So if you want to put your, your trust in, um, in a planet or in a star, um, I, I, boy, I would, highly cautioned against it um, when all you need to do is put your trust in the creator and in what he did to save your soul, to pay for your sins on the cross. And, uh, and you'll be so glad that you did and you'll find true contentment, uh, contentment that you would never get uh, from, from trusting in astrology. Dan Delzell guest as always, as we talk about the issues that, Pass through the intersection of faith and pop culture. And Dan, as we look forward to you know many more conversations and you look at the, the things that are coming up, and one of the, the issues really that we have to be careful is in this world, there's a lot of suffering and turmoil right now. You've got wars all over the place. You've got um, you know economic crises. You've got illnesses. You've got all these things. And it's easy for us to try to put our faith in other things or try to, like you say, create a faith in something maybe God created as instead of the creator himself. And so the thing that we have to be reminded of is that no matter what's going on, God is in control, and we need to make sure that we keep our focus on him. And then for those that might not have experienced God or maybe aren't saved, maybe they've kind of done their own thing or maybe was vested in another type of religion, I would always just say, you know, reach out to God and just see what he has to say, you know, talk to him. Um, I think it was Billy Graham. He had a comment, a quote one time that said, you know, you don't go to, you don't make yourself well to go to a physician. You go to a physician when you're sick, Jesus being the great physician, you know, come, come as you are. And that's all we have to do. 
just code them as we are. We don't have to make any type of improvements to ourselves because we can, obviously, but we don't need to make any type of improvements to ourselves to approach him. Just come as we are, and he is there to accept us and, and with open arms. And so, again, Halloween season, you've got all the turmoil in the world. You've got people believing in all different kinds of things and maybe even trying to reach out uh, and try to find something to, to calm the soul. Um, I would just remind them, you know, that God is there. Jesus is there with open arms waiting for us to come as we are to him. And we don't have to worry about trying to do anything except just go to him. Yeah, it's, it's such a great point, Son. I'm reminded of Matthew eleven twenty eight, where Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And, and at the end of the day, Son, isn't that what everybody wants? I mean, rest for their soul, peace for their mind, their heart. Um, and it's so simple. If a person just comes to the Lord with the faith of a child, you don't have to have the theological answers. You don't have to, you know, uh, have a Bible degree. You, you don't have to have a lot of church background or even any, for that matter. Um, all you need is, is a simple willingness to just take the Lord at his word, to receive his free gift, to come to him, and he will uh, give you rest. He'll forgive your sins. He'll give you salvation. He will give you rest today, tomorrow, and forever. Uh, and, and especially, as you alluded to, son, in, in this world that is, is just, you know, spinning out of control. Um, if there was ever a time that uh, in, in our lifetime when, when people need the Lord, it's now. Uh, but the truth of the matter is um, everyone listening to this, son, has needed the Lord uh, from even before they were born. Because um, what do we have without the Lord? Um, we would not have the life. We would not have the breath. We would not have anything that we have without him. And that's true in this world and especially also in the world to come. So um, come to Christ today, my friend, and you'll be so glad that you did. Dan, thanks so much for your, your time and your insights, and we look forward to more conversations, God willing. Oh, I look forward to that as well, son. I can't wait. Uh, be sure, for those of you listening, be sure to check out our uh, website, RadioWarp.com. That's Radio W-A-R-P, RadioWarp.com. You can click on the Sanctified Reason logo podcast, and all of our past shows will pop up. You can also listen pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, just uh, internet search, Sanctified Reason Podcast or Sanctified Reason, and we pop up. Um, if you want to reach out, you can uh, send us an email, sanctifiedreasonpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram at uh, Sanctified Reason Podcast. So we're pretty much easy to find. And again, just internet search us and we pop up. And for those of you listening, hey, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend, and until next time, God bless.